Welcome to the Dynamax Podcast, Maine's premier powerlifting and strength sports podcast. From studios in Westbrook, Maine, with your hosts, Matt Israelson and Matt Strong. Rolling. Rolling. All right. Good evening, everybody. Once again, live from Westbrook, Maine, Studio 308. Matt Strong, Amy Walsh, and myself, I'm Matt Israelson, your co-host. And we're going to start off tonight by thanking our uh, our really loyal sponsors. Uh, a couple of them have been with us for, for a long, long time and a couple of new ones. So right off the bat, it's Prompto Oil. He's been with me for almost 20 years as a sponsor. Atlantic Heating, Ripley and Fletcher Ford, The Roof Specialist, been with me for 10 years, loyal sponsor. And the Centers for Orthopedics, they uh, sponsored our uh, Ivanko Kilo set that we use in all the meats. So Not cheap. Not cheap. Not so a cheap set of plates. Thank you to all of them, and we hope the new ones stay with us, and we thank the old ones for being with us so long. So I want to give a quick shout out. You gave me a great sample uh, last uh, episode of your new, or rather I should say, uh, your relabeled supplement, uh, formerly known as The Blend, built is a great uh, pre-post or intra-workout uh, drink. Uh, it's got seven grams of creatine, seven grams of L-glutamine, and four and a half grams of branched-chain amino acids. Uh, I had a great pump. I felt wow. really pumped up after uh, I had mine. Mixed it with a Gatorade, as you recommended, uh, with a simple sugar. You need a little something sweet for the creatine to get the to open that cell door. Uh, that's I had it, no idea about that. Yeah, well, you, the creatine is supposed to volumize your cells. Uh, there's some argument on that. I believe it. But there's only one way to open that door, and that's with a simple sugar. Gotcha. So that's why I recommend that. At some point, I may sweeten it myself. But for now, that's how you get it. It's as pure as can be. It's made in Maine, and it comes from a supplier in Maine. Uh, I get all the ingredients in Maine. Keeping it local. We're trying to keep it local. Local flavor. as far as I know... Because at one point I had it advertised in Powerlifting USA. It's the only one on the market with that, with that type of uh, formula. Nothing else in it. No BS. There's no BS, but there's BCAAs. Hey. <laughs> so when's our next meet, Matt? Looks like the tentatively second week in November. Okay. All right. As soon as I know more, everybody else will know more. And that is a full power meet. It'll be a full meet. Probably two days. I think so. Most likely. Most Seems likely. to work a little better yep. for you. Yep. So as soon as I know, we'll get entries out, we'll announce it, we'll be on our new website, and we'll let everybody know as soon as we know for sure. Right. Once we know, you'll be able to count it down by the minute on the website. Just like he does. Sweet. Yeah. That's great. All right. So we have a special guest. Yes. Please introduce yourself. (laughs) Um, I'm Amy Walsh. Um, I have, let's see, I used to be a bodybuilder. A champion. She was won the Miss Maine bodybuilding. I, I did that in it was 2009, and um, and then I decided I was uh, all done with dieting. So uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't want to diet anymore. I was done with dieting, so I uh, got into powerlifting, and um, I had first met Matt um, the winter of. Uh, 2006 because I needed to build my back and I was working with someone uh, Obi Philbrick who um, is that the guy who owns 
Uh, or owned. He owned, yeah, Obi's, Obi's Fitness. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. So Obi, Obi, uh, I was working out with Obi, and uh, we had like Sundays. We did, it, we called it Iron Church, and Sunday mornings we came to. They would come here to deadlift. I just remembered that. And we came to with Obi. Yeah, with Obi. No kidding. So Obi, and then there was. Let's see. I think it was. Uh, Kathy Anastasio was with us, and I'm probably naming, I don't know if I should be naming names, but anyway. It's okay. So yeah, Kathy was with us, so she wouldn't mind. Um, and Obi was there. I think Obi was there, and then there were a couple, oh yeah, um, Corey Manett, he's down in Texas right now, but he was with us. He was really young at the time. And so there was, there was probably like four or five of us were together. And um, I think Michael, I can't remember his last name, but Michael was with us too. So we came here to learn how to deadlift. And so, and uh, Maddie was here and I was introduced to Maddie then. And so I always kind of kept Maddie in the back of my head, even when I was bodybuilding and um, dieting for years. And, um, and so finally I decided I was gonna try powerlifting and I knew that I had to learn how to do it the right way. Of course. So I came here and uh, said, after my last bodybuilding show, I said, Matt, I'd like to work, Maddie, I'd like to work with you. So um, so then we started and that was in 2011. That's okay, so it's been seven, almost seven years. Yes. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Yep. And she's worked hard all the way through. And then the rest, she'll tell you the rest of the story now. So then, um, so I did a couple meets. And um, Matt has your lifts put here. Up, put up some, some good numbers. Very nice looking like. numbers. Yeah, it's a pretty good number. Looks like you had a 303 squat. Yes. 148. At 148. Wow. Nice squat. Yeah, it was 148 at the time. 175 bench press. I did that here um, in training. And I think I did it. I think I, yeah, I did that. Um, I had a shirt. I got, see, I got that one wrong. Okay. Anyway. So I, I did that with a shirt here, and I did, um, and at the time I was learning how to bench press with the shirt was when I started having some difficulty with my hips. So Both hips. Both hips, yes. One more than the other. And then they were both bad. <laughs> anyway, so, um, and then I, I, but I always loved, my favorite was deadlifting. So previous to this, she pulled almost 350. Yeah, I did 340. One. 341, right? Raw. Yes, I did. And then, and that was, I think that was up at Silo, up in Bangor. So I went up, that was like my last mm -hmm. meet. And then I tried to beat that here. Correct. And I couldn't get it. I just, just I was so to the ground. Close, well, at so this point, close. her hips were were not working right. Yeah, so we weren't. couldn't get her hips down enough. Even right. though I don't like them too low. Gotcha. They just we couldn't she, get to the bar. Well, she could get to the bar, but I the hips came up bar. almost right. immediately just because her body was trying to compensate for right. the. I'm assuming right. the pain. Right. So it wasn't working. But well, the the pain I think messed up my messed up my form, and so I just compensate. I was always compensating Correct. for my immobility and the hips my would hip just pop immobility right so anyway i um 
so then I just kept on coming and working out. And then finally I got to the point where I was getting really discouraged because I had to mess around to try to get my shoes and socks on. I couldn't even get my shoes and socks on. You're tying on. your shoes and to the side, kind of, and doing everything. Oh, no, I couldn't even, yeah, I mean, and I'm an occupational therapist, so I was, I was like, purchasing um, adaptive equipment so that I could, like, hmm. sock aids, and I had reachers on every part of my house, <laughs> so, because I just couldn't reach the floor. So I was like, oh, I can't like live like this anymore. It was just getting ridiculous. So I went to go to um, the, I went to go see an, my doctor. And uh, my doctor said, I think you need to go see a um, orthopedic guy. So then I did. And, um, and he took a, and finally I found a really good one and asked around who was really good. So I got, um, I saw Adam Rana, who's in Falmouth, and he, um, so he ended up taking, taking x-ray of both of my hips and uh, said, you know what, you need both of them done. And, uh, and I, I had never heard of such a thing, that you could get a double hip Simultaneously. replacement. Simultaneously. Yes, that you could get a double hip replacement. And he said, I can do it, and I, you know, I mean, I was shocked. So, um, so they did them both at once. They did, wow. they did. So, and my wife was in there with me, and she's saying, nodding her head, like, "Yeah, do both of them at the same time. Get it done with. <laughs> Just do it all." So I was like, "Okay." So I did it. And now, um, I'm going to interject. Yes. I'm, I think two things. Just a step backwards. She would have pulled well over 400 without this issue. Is my prediction at 148. And number two, I don't think they'd have done both hips if she weren't in the condition she were in at that appointment. But that's just me. Well, and the other thing is I didn't stop working out. I mean, I, I didn't do a lot of working out, but at least I came here. The, we never stopped. The good thing, we never stopped. And I at least came here once a week. I mean, I could you know, I couldn't walk my dogs, but I'd come hobbling here. And <laughs> we tried hobbling everything. in here, we did everything. We dragged the sled. We pushed the prowler. Yeah, it didn't, we did all kinds of things. We did all kinds of things. It didn't work. Yeah, it was, yeah. So but I did a lot of bench pressing and then upper body. Upper and body. we just, all we did was yeah. like back and upper body stuff and bench pressing. and. But that stuff lends itself to overall conditioning. Right. If you read up read up on that t on injuries, so I think that's why this guy said we're going to do both hips. Because well, you were healthy enough to be able to go that's through my, such a that's just my right. assumption process. Right. right, and I and I was like, and I was young enough to be able to do it. So he said that because he had known that I had been um, very active in the past, and that you know I wasn't afraid to put work in. Then he decided, yeah, I would definitely be a good candidate. So, so you were working out very consistently leading up to the surgery. Basically, once you realized, was it when you realized that you had to have the surgery that you started to taper down, or when you were just physically limited? I, I was. I, I mean, I had to stop. You couldn't doing, do it. I just you physically could not move I, on. Right, I couldn't. I mean, there was. There's only so much you could do. Of course. When you can't move or tie your shoes <laughs> when you can't move below the waist 
But we pushed. We still pushed up her body a bit. We did. We yeah. did. Once, like once a week, yeah. I came in, and that's what well, I would do. We did push. And it. occasionally, I would go in the pool, but I still couldn't do much for kicking, even in the pool. Um, so I was a little limited. So again, it was all upper body stuff that I was doing in the pool, I, and I, you know, and I couldn't walk my dogs. I mean, I couldn't even do that without limping around. So at work, what I would do is. I even had patients coming up to me saying, are you okay? You're limping. <laughs> there should have been a sign. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know I'm limping. So, and so it was, yeah, it was really something to, uh, but it was, but the other thing, so it, I went and I did it. I did the, went and did the surgery. And um, when did you, when was the surgery? It was last year, the end of July. Wow. So, so it was July 29th. Yeah, or July, less than that. Right, July 29th. Well, one year later, you were squatting on a box. Right. I was yeah. going to say, I, that's pretty much when I started a parallel first box, coming by the way. to Dynamax, and I feel like I've seen you consistently here. Right. Well, I think it was, um, I'm trying to think how many weeks. I, I think I took off about maybe three, maybe four weeks after the surgery. Last summer. Last summer, I took maybe, I think it was four weeks, and I still hadn't gone back to work yet, but I, like, hobbled in here, you know, I wasn't using a cane, I wasn't using a crutch anymore, so I was still walk. I was walking all right. Um, you were able then, to drive? Yep. Okay. I drove, I took two weeks um, at home, and uh, just did a lot of, I uh, did whatever they told me to do. I did stretching, and you know, just mostly isometric okay. types of exercises and um, and really tried to get the mobility back. Um, so lots of stretching. And uh, then I, I had my walker and I was walking around the neighborhood with my, <laughs> with my walker because I was like, I needed to move, you know, now that I could. So you went from a on-stage bodybuilder to a walker in the yeah. course of... Well, what? was from oh, nine to seventeen. No, from. But well, there's uh, powerlifting in there too. Yeah, yeah. So I was powerlifting. I did that for maybe like a year and a half or so. So I'm thinking. I think it was. Well, I started having a lot of hip pain. That was um, like it was really affecting me because I had a sh I had a cortisone shot and that was in 2013. So t so for three years I was hurting. What was it like when you're, because obviously when you start, when you get a, a major injury like that, it slows your momentum down quite a bit. Totally. Yeah. How did, how did you react to that? Well, how did you get through it, I guess? I, well, I just, I mean, it was really helpful to have my weekly, you know, weekly coming in and seeing Matt. Um, that was helpful um, because, you know, I come in and I try not to whine. <laughs> she never whine. She's tough. <laughs> I hate whining anyway. But there were times that I couldn't help myself and I would just, I'd say, okay, you're just gonna have to whine a little bit today. Um, so I, you know, I, I just, uh, I knew that if I didn't, if I stopped everything, I would be in really bad shape. So you so did try to kind of taper it down? Instead of I just had to taper it, it, I had to taper it. Okay, yeah. so you get the surgery and yep. you slowly start coming in here. Once that momentum starts picking up, was that like you could see the light now? I could. I every day got better. 
Um, I got, I, you know, I went to physical therapy. I went back to work part-time after six weeks. So I was moving around and I just thought, oh my gosh, I can actually walk without it hurting. Um, so that was really great. And, um, and then I, then we started squatting and... We went to a high box. First. Yeah, how do you, this is, this is going to be a question I had for you, Maddie, was how do you, knowing that someone just went, had two, both of their hips replaced and now you're going to get them to squat, what does that first day look like? Well, first I'm day not going to do anything until she told me her, her PT had her right. doing some squats. Right. Okay. So now I know it's okay for me right. to have her squat. Right. Okay. Right. And then we start on a high box, you know, well above parallel. Right. We and, went really high. And then we just worked our way down. Slowly and taking yeah. a mat away every week yeah. or something yeah. like that. No, she's not like, every week, but no, it, not it, every week. It, it was maybe once a, a couple, a few months, it would take like a mat would come out. But yeah, maybe or, five or ten pounds might go on. Right. So really, we went really slow and took and were very conservative about it. And I was in physical therapy for probably 11 to 12 weeks um, after... And I, and I used my, I, I was going into PT and my physical therapist was really funny because he's, I asked my, I asked my uh, surgeon, I said, uh, I really need a really good physical therapist, someone who's not afraid to work me hard. And, um, and the, and his uh, physician assistant said to me, um, well, here's this guy. He's a little militant, but um, and I said, "Oh, I, I like militant. Militant's good for me." <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm with him. So I started going to him, and um, and I kept saying, "Is this all? Is there more? What can I do?" And he he used to say when I come in, he would say to the other patients in the outpatient. He'd say, "Oh, here she comes! She's got her sweatband. She's ready to work." And so I would, you know. So he's like, "Oh, she. We're not going to mess with her." So I, you know, I just came in ready to do did, what I needed to do. Did your physical therapist know about your background in bodybuilding and powerlifting? Yep, yep. And he wasn't. He was totally fine with it. And and I said to him, I said, "I guess my, I guess you know, going heavy and doing all that. I, I, I guess I can't." deadlift anymore he says no way you can deadlift just you know just don't try to break records but you can deadlift so do what you can but just take it easy I think that could be a tough pill for a lot of people to swallow once you go through an injury that you kind of okay you could still do what you used to do but obviously in the nature of powerlifting it's always about pushing it it is how do you uh, especially with this person right here how do you set your what are your goals Based, uh, based around now, knowing that you can't, maybe a 400 pound deadlift is out of sight at this point, but I guess, what what is it that you're working for? Um, I'm working to have a balanced life, and so uh, I, I'm not a big, you know, I'm, I've got a little type A in my personality, so I like to be able to push things. I'm extremely competitive with myself. I'm competitive with other people. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I like, I like the battle. The struggle. <laughs> I like the battle. I like the process. I like, I like being able to, um, to meet 
goals, to be able to, you know, exceed expectations. I'm kind of, I've got all that sort of, that's part of my deal. That's, I, that's just in my, I'm wired that way. So, um, you know, just like in my job, I push to be the very best that I can possibly be. That's awesome. And so I, that's because the people that I work with deserve it. They deserve best. So I do the best that I possibly can. So, and that's kind of how I approach stuff. I try not to go half at it I unless I think I can't. If I know I can't, then I back off. That's smart. That's very smart. I mean, so. I think that that is the best way to look at anything in life is I want to do the absolute best that I can. And, but also keeping your ego in check and not putting forward plates on the bar and trying to rip it off or she made a 25 pound you know new PR tonight on deadlift what was that pull I saw 250 250 yeah I mean pretty smooth that is that is a damn impressive I'm curious the, the other thing though is just to I wasn't able to do very much of anything um, and so when you have that much of a loss it you re you kind of re sort of recalibrate your what your what your goals are going to be and so I had like no balance when I wasn't able to move very well without hurting all the time and so the thing is is that you kind of just reassess it's like it's not the most important thing to get like you know the um, the strongest to well, be the strongest woman yeah. in Maine you know I mean it's not the most important that's not the most important thing so you have to kind of look at like just look at your life and and reassess and see you know what can I actually do here without hurting myself so that's the that's the piece that's always I'm always weighing out all the time how did you get into bodybuilding we we kind of we just heard how you got how you transitioned from bodybuilding to powerlifting, but what got you into bodybuilding in the first place? I guess it was weird um, how <laughs> it sort of went. I you know I wanted to get into shape, and so I I never thought I would get into bodybuilding. So I uh, was in my forties. Um, I'd always been I was always a runner, so I did a lot of running and stuff when um, I was younger. And, um, and my knees started bothering me, and so I decided, oh, I probably should lose some weight. And then I started going to a gym. Um, it was a gym called Lifestyle that was here in Portland, and so I started going there. And then I thought, you know, I just thought, well, you know, maybe I should learn how to lift weights. So I, that's when I met Obi, and so he um, kind of just showed me how to do the form and stuff and then I just started noticing that I was making some changes I liked the muscle yeah I like being able to see that I could that I had muscles um, so and then it just then one thing led to another and then people started saying oh you should do a show you should do a show and I'm thinking a show what do you mean a show? <laughs> what is a show so I went to a show and uh, I think it was in 2005, okay. I went to the Granite State Open. Was um, Obi competing at that time? Not at that time, but he had competed uh, before then. Um, and so I went and I saw a show. I was, I was like, hey, I think I can do that. 
or I looked at the woman who was on the doing the and the competitive and I thought, nature and I thought, oh, kicked I right in. Beat her. So yeah, I, it's not that I could do that. It's that I could beat her. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so I just thought, okay, and so I I um, I started working with a nutritionist, Mike Foley. Who's here in Portland? His name sounds super familiar. Yeah, he's been in Portland for years and years. I mean, geez, long, long time. Okay. So I started working with him, and then I'm like, then I, I started learning about you know nutrition and timing and when to do workouts and how to work your timing around your food when and all that. When to eat what? When to eat what? And and then I learned about how I responded to like a low carb diet, which my body did respond well to a low carb diet, but I hated it. So that's, <laughs> was so it, I just did that. Was it a, what, when you say you dislike the high, uh, the low carb diet, I assume when you're low carb, you went to a higher fat? Yeah, more of like a really high protein, higher fat, lower carb. Did it have to do with how you felt or just that you didn't enjoy the foods that you were now kind of selected to eat? Um was more around I mean I I felt like I was eating so different than everybody else around me yep. so I felt that I everything had to be a special thing and I had to do a you know um, everything you know and then I got like micromanaged all of my calories and how many calories am I gonna have for this or that and so it, it just got so that I, I was so more focused on like what I was eating and not on my life. You know what I mean? It, yeah. was, it got to be so a really hyper focus. You were like too deep into the weeds almost? Way, yeah, yeah. So I kind of, you know, it's that sort of type A stuff started yeah. uh, tapping right into me. And, I, and, and then, you know, when I started doing more shows, I noticed that, you know, I wasn't getting lean enough, and so I had to diet even harder, and so it just... It I'm sure you wanted to raise the bar every show, too. Oh, yeah, I needed to show improvement. So, you know, and it didn't matter how much, like, I was deadlifting. It didn't matter how much I was bench pressing. It didn't matter how much I could... Um, you know, I could, I'd be at like 125 pounds and I'd go over and I'd have my wrist wraps on and I'd go pick up um, 100 pound uh, dumbbells and do dumbbell rows, you know, right there, <laughs> bent over dumbbell rows. Wow. And I just like, and you know, I broke straps because of doing all that stuff. So I was doing all that. And then I'm, and I'm not winning these shows, so it, I kind of was like thinking, you know, you know that just the dieting stuff was just a little too much for me. So were you doing? Was it women's bodybuilding or figure or bikini or women's bodybuilding? Women's bodybuilding. Yeah, I wasn't gonna put those high heeled shoes on. That wasn't happening for me. Gotcha. But some of the figure competitors could easily have completely wiped out some of the women bodybuilders because of their physique that some Genetics. they got so lean they could just they were really looked amazing they could do a really great job so yeah i think the craziest thing about bodybuilding is the length of the prep oh it's long because i mean we'll go through a 12 or a 16 week meat prep 
but for a show, isn't it like 30, 40? It all it depends. It all depends what you start with. So if you're if you're already really lean, it's not going to take so long. But if you know if you're not watching what you're doing during um, the off season, then it's a much longer prep and a much harder prep. And then what happens is that you know you end up losing a lot of strength. Of and so when you're then when you're done, it's like oh you know what am I going to do to try to get some strength back. It's all a big, you know, it's very difficult to try to, there's a lot of, a lot of there's a lot of timing. manipulation and time, yeah, the whole timing and getting things just right. So it's, it's pretty rugged. She beat one of, she beat a woman I had in the show. Really? Oh yeah. Nice. I'm just, do you think that, let's say you had found Maddie before OB. Do you think that you, because I just, knowing that OB works out in a bodybuilding style gym, he is a bodybuilder. Do you think if you had found Maddie first or put yourself in the strength environment instead of the physique environment, you would have gone in that path? I probably would have. Yeah, I probably would have. It's kind of a product of your environment type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the I woman she beat was, a, I was training a bodybuilder. Yeah. She beat. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You know, it's so hard to tell, like. You know, there's so many different variables that happen with where you go and who you happen who to you see that one day, and and, and that, you know, it's like we kind of call these like turnings, you know, in your life when you get to like a fork in the road. What side? Where do you go? What what lends you to make a decision to go one way as opposed to another? It's there's so many variables. I don't know. You know, I know that I've always liked really pushing it and even when I was running I always liked pushing it you know I was always I would always like sprint at the end taking yourself to that always I always I do a 10 mile race and I the last mile I'd kick it up and I would be like dead coming across the finish line because it's not a race unless you kill yourself in the process (laughs) so that's what I did that's kind of what I always it kind of seems like that has carried over whether you went super hard in the bodybuilding, you went super hard, you just never satisfied, it seems. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think that that, you have to, I think I've come to realize that you have to be able to have some, build some moderation and not be so hard on yourself because it's not, you know, you know, because we have we all have lives that we have to live, and there's things that happen. So you have to, you know, you go. You do have to let up on yourself a little bit too. Let yourself live. Because we're human. Of course. So when you started to, I guess, so when you regained the momentum post surgery, you're back here. Yes. You're squatting. Yes. What was the best? Was was just being here the best part, or was it? the fact that you know that in okay so maybe you're however many weeks post-surgery you're already thinking all right well in three months I want to be squatting this or do you just I guess what what was that like the the regaining of the momentum I I was very much appreciating the moment of really just like taking in the moment of being able to do something and that I like to do and having it not hurt. And then it was just, a, and, I, and it all felt like that I was um, 
getting closer to what I wanted to be able to do. You know, I wanted to be stronger, and I knew, and I knew that when I was going to get stronger, I was going to feel a lot better. So that's what I, you know, I think it's just a matter of knowing that I could move, and then as long as I could move, then I could get stronger, and then see what happens. Because I don't always, I'm not always in charge of like what's going to happen in the future. But what I can do is I can just try to appreciate what I'm able to do like right now and not, and not set up these things of like what I'm supposed to do. Because then what happens is if you don't end up meeting that expectation, then you can get kind of down on yourself and you think, oh, I'm not going to ever do it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to amount to this. I'm not going to amount to that. So just, I think you have to just learn to, and what I've learned to do is just enjoy the moment. Take the moment in, enjoy it, get the most out of it, and be grateful for what you're able to do. Because there's a lot of people that are not able to do some of that stuff. You know, it's funny. You never appreciate being healthy or not having a sore shoulder or not having a sore hip until you've had a sore hip right. or a sore shoulder or you've been sick and you couldn't go to the gym and then when you're finally there those first few days back are usually pure bliss I mean you, you maybe you're a little bit weaker a little bit slowed down but you're just so happy to be there yeah yeah like like just not very long ago I was so happy to have like a you know that I was uh, that I was pulling up um, a heavy bar that I had to have an over under grip because my over grip was to um, I was going to lose the bar and I thought now that's pretty nice it's a good I problem can, to have that I problem. can that I have to have an over under grip so that's pretty nice that's awesome because it hasn't that hasn't been the case for a really long time so. You're the first guest that uh, I really don't know much about. Okay. Um, I see you in here all the time. Mm -hmm. And a question that I thought would be, and whenever you're here, mm -hmm. it's usually no frills, show up, get dressed, <laughs> get it done, and get out. Right. What is your biggest gym pet peeve? Because you're totally silent, and I, I'm just curious, because <laughs> I know that they must exist. Um, people being disrespectful. I just think that that, in, and that's happened in a few uh, situations and a few gyms, but it's when people are disrespectful and talk trash about other people and are not, and again, like, just, and, and I found that, um, that that's like one of my, because disrespect happens, can happen verbally, it can happen, it happens in the way people treat equipment or not loading a, unloading a bar or just you know being sort of not um, you know just that, you know not respecting you the know environment? the environment not respecting the owner um, so yeah I just think it's makes for it makes it makes the environment really uncomfortable and so that's the thing is that I think environment's huge and um, I think environment can 
sort of make or break, sometimes make Absolutely. or break a, um, a workout. So if you've got someone spouting off a bunch of crap and they're just being, you know, um, a pain, it's like you can laugh it off all kinds of different ways, but it's still irritating and it can be a drag. And so that's one of the hugest, that's a huge thing. And, you know, I've laughed about it. And I work with a lot of people that have a lot of difficulty, behavioral difficulties. So I'm, I understand that. It's just, I don't really want to be around it when I'm, <laughs> when I'm working out because yeah. I've been dealing with it during the day. So yeah. that's all. I have found that these, because this is such a smaller gym and it almost has a bit of a fraternal vibe to it that you get a lot, everybody kind of knows everybody. Yeah. And that there can be times where it, it's a big difference between disrespecting someone and picking fun at them, I guess, you know? Yeah. And yeah. just, you know, kind of the locker room talk, shooting the shits and, you know, come on, Maddie, get under the bar, you know, get off your cell phone, whatever it may be. But I, yeah, just respect it. I think if you just, you treat this place as if you paid for everything. I'm, and I tell this to people all the time is go look up the cost of one 45 pound plate right. or one barbell. Right. Go look up the cost of that deadlift bar before you drop it from your knees, you know? Right. When you realize that that is a $450 bar with, or, or think about how much money you're dropping, right? right? If you got a 500 pound deadlift bar, that's like 900 bucks. Well, and it's, and it's just coming in with, you know, you can come in with an attitude and be kind of like, uh, you know, <laughs> and you can joke around. Joking around is one thing. Or like, or like teasing and doing that teasing stuff if both people are into the teasing. Yes. But when, but it's the disrespect is more like just being a, just being a doofus, you know, really. Just acting like a doofus and being a doofus and... And pulling the energy, yes. you know, look at me, see how cool I am. I'm like really cool, and it's like I just I'm not really into that kind of stuff. And it, and it does. It can be a drag. It's like oh no, you know. But it, and not not that I'm saying that that's happening here, but I. That's it's what happened really bugs enough. Me Yeah. It's happened enough into you know different gyms that I've been in that it's it can be you know it's a drag. Yeah, absolutely. So. When you've got, I mean, I've definitely done it myself where you just have a crappy day at work and you ran into traffic here and you're hungry, but you still want to get the workout in mm -hmm. and something goes wrong and you just, I do my best. I think everybody does their best to leave it at the door. Yeah, but you know, the other thing is that you don't know, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, we're all adults and so just... You know, understand that just because you're feeling bad, it's on you, and it's not up to you to drag everybody else down. Yes. So that's the other thing. So it's that's kind of that's all this stuff. Five you. sets into it, you're gonna feel better anyway. That's all right. I do is be patient. Yeah. Because it leaves. Yeah, right. absolutely. Right. What I always try to remember too is you don't know what somebody else is going through. Right. Your bad day might be someone's very normal day, a very good day. Yeah. You yeah. know, the fact that you got yelled at a job at your job, well, you should be happy you have a job. Yeah. <laughs> right. You, you never know what's going on in someone else's right. world. That's something that I've, you know, as I've gotten older, you know, whether it be road rage or whatever, or just yep. getting behind someone who's got a bunch of crap in their cart yep. at the grocery store or 
dealing with a kid that's screaming their head off at the movie theater, I just try to step back and say, I don't know what that person's going through. I'm not going to let it bother me. Right. But it's just, it's it's not, you know, I mean, I think that you can have friendly friendly banter is totally fine. And I, I don't really want to want it to be like I'm some kind of prude about it because, I mean, I'm... I'm definitely not crude but um but as far it's just more around just just general decency she's got That's a great all. saying it pulled me through a couple of things <laughs> with a couple of real deep eggs around here and she said <laughs> how would you like to be them right and that's wow. all it took. That's pretty deep. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Imagine how... Wow. Imagine, imagine how their day is. Imagine how, you know, when you think about how they're making you feel, yeah. imagine how miserable That's they must be yeah. feeling. How would you like to feel like so that? So just and think that, about I'm that. I'm all set. I'm ready for my next set. Okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> put, another, put another set of weights on yeah. and it's ready to go. <laughs> wow. And that that, that's helped me through a lot of, you know, when I worked with some really like difficult people when I've worked with difficult people around difficult people it's like boy you know must be really hard to be them wow so. I was kind of half expecting an answer like uh, I hate it when people walk in front of my deadlifts but I'm glad that we got something much more deep out of that <laughs> that would that's I mean that's well, I work in mental health so that's gonna get deep with me sometimes no that's I, that doesn't was take long I think that that's something that a lot of people just need to kind of let sink in. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And just and what and just also if you if you see someone that maybe is putting out that negative energy, if you can help them or just put a, a little smirk on their face. Yeah. That's gonna take. That could be. But it's not your job. It's ah, yeah, definitely. Don't take it on. It's not your job. It's not. It's not up to you to. And I, but I do have a tendency to want to smooth everything out. I love to, I love it when things are nice and smooth, um, and there's no discourse and yeah. no problems. I'm not a conflict guy. I don't really like it, and I try to do what I can to, if I can, if there's any way I can try to smooth it out, I will. But, um, but, it, you know, it's it's not anyone else's job. So to wow. do that. That was a that was a deep answer. <laughs> I'm gonna take I'm gonna take that for what it is. Run, run with it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, Maddie. Yes. I understand you have an exercise of the week, and it's something that I am completely unfamiliar with. So I'm excited to hear about you it. You may have seen it. But okay. And it's got I know of a couple names. And first, I'll describe it, then I'll give you the names. Okay. So, I think that behind the neck presses aren't so good for us. I know people do them. Behind the neck overhead press. Correct. It's not so great, I guess, from the, the data that's out there. People still do them. I'm not going to tell anybody not to do them. But we got a way we do them. It's about a quarter of the range covered. So I'm going to see if I can describe this because we're basically not able to see it. <laughs> we'll start with a military press position. Bar at about chin level, maybe nose level. Push it so it just clears your head and come down behind your head to about ear level. Then back over to your nose. That's one rep. Back behind your head. No lower than your ears. Back to your nose or maybe your chin. That's two reps. So we call these a Bradford press or a rainbow press. All right? It's a really good way to still maybe affect behind the neck presses and still throw a military press in at the same time. So you're going to get rear delts, a little bit of rhomboid, front delts. 
So you you take you're basically doing there's, a half circle around your there's two. Okay, so there's like and one three going so starting on the back, going to the front and back. You can start anywhere either way, but okay. as soon as you've done one to each side, that's one rep. And this is a move you would use a dumbbell do a use dumbbell. It on a shoulder day? You do it use it with dumbbell, not barbell. No no barbell. Uh, yep, okay. Or barbell, I'm yes, sorry. Yes. Okay. A really good way to still affect behind the neck presses. Which are I, I don't want to say they're out of vogue. I just think there's a lot of data that says they're tough on your shoulders. But I know people are still doing them. I saw somebody doing them tonight. But yeah, anyway. I've always heard that they've been bad for your rotator cuff. Well, they strain it a lot. So uh, these don't because of the short range, and it's a quick movement. If you do these, do them quickly. Okay. So when you're going from behind the neck to overhead, you should be moving pretty pretty quick. Pretty so quick. it's not a crazy weight, but yep. it will burn your shoulders up. You'll have a good workout. Okay. So just for like, what kind of what kind of weight are you thinking here? Well, I know I've seen you overhead press a couple hundred pounds, haven't I? Yeah, I could do like about two, 200 or so. For reps? Yeah, uh, maybe two reps. Okay, so <laughs> I, I would assume you could take probably 135 and do 10. Really? That's my guess. Wow, okay. So, and no, no, this should be kind of strict, if you will, so no legs. Uh, you know, you, you shouldn't have enough weight to need legs, no. Yeah, okay. When I have people do military press, I always encourage leg movement, as you know, if you need it. I always say throw some legs in if you need it. Only right. if you need it. Only if you need it. So on this one, no, because this isn't that type of movement. Gotcha. Okay. And this is something that you would do strictly standing, or could strictly. you do it no, from a seated position? No, you could do it seated, position? but I recommend standing. Okay, yeah. I mean, it would be tricky to You'd start. You'd have to set up in the uh, power rack or yeah. something. Yeah, so, or have a yeah. military press right. set up or whatever it may be. Yeah, so shoulder day is a good day for any day, whenever, upper body day. Yeah, it sounds like it could be a good warm-up tool if you're using like a uh, PVC pipe or a broomstick. Take a take a broomstick, warm up with it, and then go to your bunch of workout, and then come back and do it full on mm -hmm. after. But w in two weeks, we'll have it on for the exercise of the week video. Yes. This week it'll be a different video. Yeah, this week you will be doing the this concentric. week we'll do the concentric good mornings that we already did as an exercise of the week, but we'll do it on video. Yes. So you'll have uh, that'll be out there. And that's one that I'm looking forward to because I was uh, I, I had you help I think me. I took you through them once. Well, you took me just through some. Uh, we went we went over it in the podcast. Oh, we you, just went over the good mornings. Yeah, we just went over good mornings, which is a move that or a movement that I think is super underutilized because it's of its complexity or it's, because it's probably mostly done wrong. It, if when done wrong, pretty pretty risky. Yeah, totally. I mean, All right. Think about so it. I I have the, I like this way because we've removed a lot of the risk. Yep. And you still really develop your low back, your glutes, and your, again your hamstrings. Gotcha. And that's something you do with the straight bar, right? Uh, with straight bar. A lot of the guys use a safety bar. Yep. And a couple of the guys use a 14-inch camber bar. Yeah, that's what I was using it so, for yeah. when I was doing the good so mornings. That's I've just, had best luck with just a straight bar. Though. Interesting. And I'll go all over it this Sunday. Great. We will uh, be looking forward to adding the video to the workouts. I think yeah. that's going to benefit a great deal. Wasn't even my idea, but we're going to do it. Perfect. One yeah. of the kids came up with that. That's awesome. I call them kids. But. <laughs> okay. So, we're uh, about at the 50-minute mark. Is there anything you would like to plug, Amy? Is there any final words is there anything you kind of just like to you've given us quite a quite the interview here but is there anything you'd just like to kind of end with or pound into people's heads pound into people's is there heads. something you'd like to plug or just like kind of just throw out there that the the floor is yours yeah um well i mean if you're in the area and you 
want to work with someone who's really awesome, then strong as hell. Strong as yes, yeah, strong oh, as hell and really awesome, guys. and <laughs> a really laid back, really good guy. That's um, Maddie. Um, so he's been. Um, Thank you. And and you know what? I the other thing is that everybody, everybody that I, even when even before I started working out here. Um, he has a like a great reputation of being like a really nice guy. So, um, and so I, you know, I listened to that because I like nice people. Of course, <laughs> I hope I don't come in last. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and so that's I think that um, is just uh, really, yeah. That's just I. Just, I'm very thankful that um, I've been able to work with him. So, well, I'm thankful for your loyalty. So, oh. back at you. And um, and if you know, the other thing is that is for people to, you know, try to instead of being so hard on yourselves, try to think about, you know, if beating yourself up really helps you to be able to uh, accomplish things, then then all the power to you. But sometimes when we say all those negative self-talk things like, oh, you idiot, you should have done this, or oh, what a effing this or effing that person. God, why am I so weak? I couldn't even squat this today. Item, when you throw that stuff out there, it's like, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't believe that's like the best thing that you can actually do for yourself. So, you know think about it's like okay maybe just today's not my day and moving on so um but i don't know that like beating yourself up is really the best way to get things accomplished it might slow you down actually because you're putting all that negative energy you're creating out there. negative energy when it doesn't yeah. need to exist right and that is something that i will admit that i am a total i do that all the time you just gotta get rid of that yeah I think there's so as someone who holds themselves to a high standard as you what would be a good alternative if you're having a bad day then uh, think about like that well if the bad day's here it's gonna be over soon and then I'll have another day <laughs> she always comes up with these things so it doesn't always you know things don't always have to stay bad and the other thing is that, you know, you actually can control your own thoughts. So you can control. Is that right? <laughs> you, can. you can. That's a. I think that's th something that everyone in 2017 needs to understand. You can control your thoughts. And they're yours. And, right. And so it's not about how you feel. It's about what you think. So you have to think about, you know, just try to think about what your mindset is and um, and that maybe you know give yourself some time to try to have a an alternative way of thinking about it because when you're sending out all that negative energy it's just um, it, it's never been it has not been helpful it's for contagious. me that's a problem that's right Absolutely. it's and it's so easy to go negative Absolutely. That's like, in fact, um, neurologically, mm -hmm. that's how we're built. We're built so that 
we're the most important thing is safety mm-hmm. and then negative energy and then positive energy See what you learn so with that? <laughs> so that's why if you're just feeling a little bit negative then it is that's why it's so easy to go there okay. it's very right. infectious we won't keep you any longer but one more thing what <laughs> and we've had several women on yes and I kept forgetting to ask this oh. okay could could you put in just briefly I think we're getting rid of this powerlifting dungeon reputation here I think yeah. slowly could you, slowly <laughs> but could you just as a lady as a woman put something into words that this place is for anybody it is because I don't know what you can say. But well, the thing is, okay, so I just talked a little bit earlier about um, respect yes. and about you know showing respect and showing, and I think that what happens is that there's this, there is a, um, you know, just an old sort of old school attitude about if you're going to a quote powerlifting gym then there's going to be a bunch of meatheads in there that are going to be talking a lot of trash and they're going to be making crude jokes and they're going to be crude and they're going to be objectifying women and that just doesn't happen. No. So it's like people are nice, you come in, it's like a regular, just a regular place, it's you know, there's lots of weights around. And you don't have to power of, lift. You don't have to power lift. You, I mean, there's lots of options of things to do. So you don't have to, um, you don't have to identify as a power lifter here. I mean, I, you can do a lot of cool things and not have to ever be in a meet. There's, you, because you can, because health is not related to how many meets you've done or how many bodybuilding shows you've done. That has nothing to do with health. In fact, in a way, when I was doing bodybuilding shows, I was the least healthy. I'm sure when you step on stage, <laughs> right. you're dehydrated, depleted. Right. And so, and so, um, and, and I was my weakest. So just, it's, it's not about like, you know, you, we all create our own identities. Yeah. So it's not about where you go that, I, you know, that is your identity. So, so you would say, uh, ladies, you're you're fine here. Totally. Thank you. There, in fact, at one point this evening, there were more women in the you're gym right. than there were men. You are correct. I actually or think that happens quite a bit. It, it happens more, even more than we. So it's yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Yeah. And I've been coming here for quite a while. There's yeah. more women now that I've seen here now than there ever has been. So. Excellent. Thank you. Well, we really appreciate you coming on. This was thank great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. Uh, be sure to leave us a five-star rating on yeah. iTunes. Uh, share us on SoundCloud. That helps us. We're trying to create the culture of this podcast. We're trying to get more listeners. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to leave them on the comments on Instagram or Facebook, anywhere. The webpage has anything you want. Membership. Yep. Dina, D-Y-N-A dash. Max. M-A-X-X. Dot com. Everything's there. Telephone number if you want me, call me. Uh, second week in November, tentative 
Uh, I'm going to call it, this could be the New England and the regionals, I think we'll call it. It's going to be a big one. Uh, we have a new multi-purpose room here. Looks great. Thank you. The so, carpet, very carpet. nice. So a lot of stuff we couldn't do before can get done. A lot of stretching, a lot of pre and post stuff, and just some uh, performance-related stuff. We now have a place to do it. Better aesthetics as well. And I it's add. much more aesthetic than it ever was. So uh, those are a couple of things. The, the, we said the meat, we said the room. The website now has the apparel if you want to buy it. It's right there. And it will soon have uh, the merch, the, my merchandise, the collars and the belt will soon be able to be just be ordered there online. And, we'll, and I'll be shipping that. And in the meantime, you can in buy the meantime, it. In the meantime, you can get the apparel, and that just gets shipped to you. Yeah. If you are looking for the supplements, you can find it. You'll find that very soon on the website. Okay. Uh, can you buy it here yet? Uh, within a week. Gotcha. All righty. And with that, I think we're over and out. Thank you to Amy Walsh. Thank you Thank so you. much. Yeah, that Thanks was great. Thanks for having me. Our Good pleasure. night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>